Welcome once again to another episode of Stu Ham Productions Presents. JM Solve the World. I am James. And I am Matt. And today we are going to do our special edition, Mother's Day edition. Mother's Day. Um, Big round of applause for all the mothers out there. Exactly. And um, James and I have something in common mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to Mother's Day. It is um, a blessing and a heartache. Right. But, um, you know, we... Uh, we both recently, in, in recent years, have lost our mothers. Yes. Um this point, all we've got is our good memories. Yes. And uh, lessons and stuff that well, our mothers taught us. And, and uh, you know, a loved one or someone only dies truly when you stop talking about them. Right. And we, we don't. No. No. I mean, our, our mothers... Um, <coughs> You know, Dad has a lot of, a lot to do with the men that we have become. Mm-hmm. But it was always uh, Mom that was there. Um, you know, whether it be to comfort you in time of need or to be uh, one of your biggest cheerleaders. Um, to spit on a on a handkerchief and clean your face. <laughs> right before a family photo, right? Um, or, or if a handkerchief or, wasn't, or, or put the methyl, <laughs> or, or put the methylate on that on that skinned up knee that burnt like a sun bitch, and yeah, and you're like it burns, and she's like that means it's working. Yeah, well, it's working great. <laughs> you better it, stop crying, or I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to get the fly swatter? No. Oh, my God. So that was back when they were made out of screen wire. Remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we would do road trips when uh, we would live in Illinois and making road trips down to Missouri. And uh, mom would have a fly swatter on the front seat. Mm-hmm. And driving down the road, 50, 60 miles an hour, and just reaching over with that fly swatter and just start, just start yeah. swinging. All mom had to do to me was threaten. She, I can honestly say I don't think she ever laid a hand on me. Yeah. You know, but she threatened, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and see, and that's, I believed her, so that's why yeah. there never was, and, that, and that's one of the uh, uh, the differences in the way that uh, we grew up is your parents are married and your brothers right. are quite a bit older. Right. My so parents. I was, I was like an only child, kind of, because. Yeah. I was three and a half when Gary got married and moved out. Of course, right. Herbie was already gone. Um, my parents were divorced, and my brothers and I were like seven years apart. There, there's seven-year difference between my older brother and my younger brother, and I'm right in the middle. Right. So, you know, we're, we're all hitting that age where we're Testing pushing the buttons. Yes. yes. We're pushing the buttons. Right. Yeah, see, I didn't have any backup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't blame it on a little brother. Yeah. Did I you break this? Uh, no. <laughs> AJ did it. I didn't do it. Um, One of my memories, I was, of course, my dad 
he was a truck driver up until I was nine years old, I think, when he had to retire. But back in the early 70s, you didn't find buffets very, I mean, hardly anywhere. But Dad, he hauled grain from, like, Iowa to Arkansas and everything. Well, he found a truck stop in Lincoln, Missouri that had what they called a smorgasbord. Ooh. And that was our Mother's Day trip. We would, it, me and Mom, Dad, and Gary and his first wife and everything, and we'd make a trip to Lincoln, which as a little kid, I'm going, why are we driving so far for food? But that was, like, the closest yeah. smorgasbord buffet, you know. Right, right. And that was, you know, I don't know how many years we've done that, but quite a few, you know. I always dreaded it because it's like, how are we driving so far? You know? Right. <laughs> Lincoln's really not that far, but to a little kid, it's a, might as well be driving across the country. Right. Now, in today's time, it would just be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Let me, let me grab my phone or my tablet or whatnot. And right. I'm going to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember. That might have been before air conditioning, too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what air conditioning was until um, first. I mean, it wasn't before air conditioning, but I don't know if we had yeah. it in the car at that time. I'm trying to think. It was like 80, 86, I think it was, like the first time I rode in a, a family car that had air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, my dad and stepmom had gotten an 87 Monty SS. Mm-hmm. And I mean, brand new car, right? And air conditioning. And I was like, "Oh my god, what is this? This is awesome!" Yeah. And of course, too, back in the olden days, a lot of times they wouldn't use the air conditioning, right? Because that cut your mileage. Oh. I mean, gas was freaking fifty cents. Oh my god! <laughs> the but, humanity. Yeah. <laughs> or a quarter. Or, I'm trying to remember the lowest gas prices I can remember was probably in the twenties. There, because I remember because I was well, I've been eight, nine years old in '74 when the gas crunch hit, mm-hmm. and that's when it made its big jump, you know, over a dime or fifteen cents from what it was, and everybody was freaking the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when we had the band, and I was living in Springfield. There was a gas station because uh, I lived down the road from Bass Pro Shop. Okay. I had, had an apartment down there, mm-hmm. and there was a gas station across from Bass Pro. It was a Shell station, and once a week, all gas prices would drop to $0.69. Cents. Mm. And uh, I remember the first time going in there and filling up, and I'm like, Fuck, I, I put premium in my car. Right. <laughs> this turbo deserves premium. Yeah. And it came up to be $6.66. Wow. And the gas station attendant's like, uh... You want to squeeze another penny in there? Yeah. I'm like, no, man, it's a number. Yeah. Uh, And then it's like every week after that, I would always stop in there because they would drop the gas prices, and I would only need (laughs) $6.66. But uh, anyways, um, my mom, um, you know, as hard as we had it, um, electricity being turned off, water being turned off, uh, mom working, you know, two or three jobs and everything like that. I can honestly say, and I and I brought this up to my brothers. No matter how bad it was, the state never came in and separated us. Right. And I mean, 
going back and looking at some of the places we lived, and it was just like, man, that, that place is a fucking hovel. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is that place still standing? And, right. I mean, I, I, I've i got to say my mom did whatever she could to keep us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, wh- what are you going to do? You're a single mom raising three boys that is... Yeah, I mean, we're right at that age. I'm playing football. My older brother's smoking weed with all of his friends, and they're over. And man, I got the munchies. And <laughs> they're eating everything, and I'm eating everything that I can get my hands on because uh, I was a running back, so I was just burning energy. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but I mean, I, 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 I she got made it work. She did, yep. and. Uh, you know, and I'm and I'm thankful for the fucked up individual that I am today. <laughs> yeah, you know, life is a journey, and every even the smallest little thing affects how we become. Right. You know, it's just it's like I told somebody years ago after my second divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I said, you know, I said I have no clue what I'm looking for. But I know what I'm not looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes the best lesson, because I, I, I was talking to Randy the other day at work, and I said, you know, I've worked with some really good body men over the years. And I've worked with some shitty body men over the years, and I've learned just as much from the shitty ones about what not to do right. <laughs> as I have with the good ones from what to do, you know. And right. That's kind of a synopsis of life, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, see, I was lucky because my parents were married. And mom was a homemaker. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have to work because dad didn't work. And so growing up, you know, until I was nine years old, I didn't see dad a lot, especially during harvest because Harlan Grain, he was right. making money. You know, you made money while you could. Mm-hmm. And then during the off season, he'd haul potatoes or fence posts or whatever he could get a load of, you know. Yeah. And I remember going to Springfield and meeting him at, at Tyndall's and spending the night in the truck just to get to see him for a few hours mm-hmm. because he'd be on the road. So, you know, my growing up with my mom yeah, and everything. And like I say, we never, we didn't have a lot. Yeah. But we never, oh, I guess you could say we wanted, you know, I wanted shit that I couldn't have. Yeah. But we never went hungry. Right. You know, it might be hamburger gravy mm-hmm. on a piece of white bread, but we never went hungry, you know. Yeah. Always had a clean, dry place to sleep. And then, of course, lived out here on a farm, which was cool. I was my own. Yeah, you know, I had, I mean, my, my best friend, he lived down the road here about two and a half miles, which was an eternity back then. Oh, yeah. When all you had was bicycles, you know. Right. But, shit, I'd go out. I, I played football in the backyard by myself. You know, you throw it up as high as you can and as far as you can and try to run under it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, um. But then Terry, he, his grandparents just lived down here where Greg and Tracy live now. Okay. And he'd come down, of course, that two and a half miles west, he was long distance. Because the line is HH here. And from HH East is Lewisburg. And HH West is Polk. Mm. 
So it was long distance call. So every time he'd be at his grandparents, he'd call me up, hey, I'm down here at grandma and grandpa's. Cool. And I'd hop on my bike and we'd go do whatever. Go fishing. Yeah. Hunting, shooting guns, whatever, you know. Man, I, um. And then this is one thing I, I think you'll remember about my mom. She loved to cook. Oh, God, yes. Yes, she did. And especially our band practices on Sunday. You know, big old pot of brown beans or beef roast or potato soup or it was like, you boys are sticking around for something. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if we were out here Saturday, like when Chris and I were staying out here mm-hmm. and Sunday morning, you know, your mom would make biscuits and gravy. Oh, and, yeah. Um, it, it was it was hard to get a band practice in after that breakfast. Right. Because <laughs> it's just like, oh, <sighs> I don't want to do nothing. Yeah. Um, Food coma. Yeah. Kind of like we've been experiencing the last hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> because um, the, um, I don't want to say the newest, but your uh, your wife who happens to be a really great mom, mm-hmm. she always takes care of takes care of us. Right. Um, and I mean the 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 love that she has for Amanda, and then being a great grandma to mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, not a great grandma, but a um a really good <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh yeah, she. Yes, she, no, she, we're not great grandparents yet. No, no. <laughs> it's kind of scary with. Cody and Aiden running around now. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in the way that she is with the animals and, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know about your son because I haven't seen him since he was, well, he's always been taller than me. So. <laughs> <laughs> since he was my guitar tech back in the day? Yeah, since yeah. he was a youngin'. Um, I, I ain't heard from him in about five years. <laughs> but uh, Amanda, I think he's doing well. Yeah, he, he's got two kids. And nice. But that's about all I know. <laughs> I mean, Amanda is, uh, yeah. You know, and I need to tell her this. Maybe she watches the podcast. Whenever she moved in down here, I honestly didn't know how that was going to work out. Yeah. You know, just. Just wasn't sure, right? You know? But now I can't imagine her not being there, right? You know, it's like when I have to work late at night or something like that, and because she usually stops and visits her mom on her way home from work and everything. And if I'm a little later and she's already went home, if I if I don't see her for two or three days, I was like, I miss my band. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean, and that's that's uh, nice. And she's a terrific mom to her. I mean, oh yeah, being a single mom raising them two boys. Two rambunctious yeah. <laughs> uh, young men. Great young men. Yes. But there's been some trying times. <laughs> I think that's pretty much in general with every family. But Yeah. Um, of when you got a single mom, like you said, yeah, you, you push your boundaries. <laughs> right. Um, I've got to give uh, props to my stepmom, Tony. Uh, she just had colon cancer surgery. Uh, this past Thursday, mm-hmm. and last update I got is she's doing really well. Good. Um, and I mean, with 
don't know if they're going to have to do chemo treatments or anything afterwards. Right. And I know, you know, growing up, it, it was it was a very difficult thing uh, because, like, dad was a truck driver, so I, I really didn't see him that much. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, boom, dad's got this other family. I've got a brother that's the same age as me. And it, it, it you know, as a kid, I felt, that, oh, we're being replaced. Mm-hmm. And, but, um, you know, I, w- I was raised with, Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, Mm -hmm. ma'am. Thank you. No, thank you. And I was very cordial. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm sure I I pressed buttons and I I I was towing that line so many times. Mm -hmm. But well, you don't know where the boundary is, so you push it (laughs) right. And you know, and I I felt that there was a lot of comparison between my my brother Terry and I, but. Mm I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen right. when you have somebody, you're in the same grade and everything like that. But, um, you know, I mean, she, she's, uh, it, it's taken some time, but mm. you know, there, there is a relationship there. And, um, you know, I, I was in shock when my dad told me about it because it was just like, I, I don't know how I would feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Well, that, you know, when Ed and I first met, Amanda was 15. Yeah. And. And now she's only 29. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you guys have been married for. 26, 25, 26 years. Yeah. 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 But she's only 29. Right. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, she hated me. I mean, I couldn't count the times that I'd go up to the house and and I'd be kissing, and all of a sudden there'd be a nine volt battery go zinging by my head, or a spool of thread with needles in it go zinging by my head. Wow. Yeah, and I remember she got meningitis. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I was in the hospital. You know, she coded twice from in the helicopter from Bolivar to Springfield on the helicopter, you know. Mm-hmm. And the doctor actually told us, you know, she was lucky to have lived long enough to develop the meningitis because the, the, it was bacterial meningitis. Right. But anyway, I, re- I was working at Friendly Ford then, so I'd stop by after work because she was in the ICU where if you wanted to go in, you had to go scrub for two minutes and put on the suit and Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards, you know. And she got moved out of there. You know, she'd regain consciousness. I mean, she looked like under the hood of an 80s car with all the wires and hoses and stuff she had plugged into her. But she got moved in. She's still in ICU, but she got moved into more like a room. Right. And I'd stop by on my lunch hour, go see her, and Ann's like, Hey, Amanda, look who come to see you. And she kind of grills and looks over and goes, oh, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I remind her of that every once in a while. <laughs> but now we're we're pretty tight. So it's, it. I mean, it took 20-some years, but. <laughs> well, but, you know, I, I, I think, don't. I think, and I think honestly in her, in her brain, of course, 15-year-old girls, no, well, 15-year-old boys for that matter, their brains are <laughs> you're right but i think in her brain i was taking her mama away from her right i think she's seen it as an opportunity you know 
her and her ex, her and her dad were splitting up, and mm-hmm. she's going to be her and her mom against the world or something, you know. Right. But I was fucking that up. <laughs> right. And and that's the thing is I don't I don't I don't remember uh, Amanda ever being that way, but. I don't remember Amanda. Well, when you're on drugs and everything and been in a coma for a few days, and you you just kind of say whatever comes out your mouth. Well, no. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is being negative towards you. Yeah. I, I remember when uh, you guys were living down at the house here, mm-hmm. and uh, you built that room off the, uh, the we side. We enclosed the screened-in porch. Yeah. yeah. And I remember Amanda living out there, mm-hmm. and, I mean, everything was – Everything was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, it was good. But there was, yeah, I'd say when we first got together, I'd say nine yeah. volt batteries, spools of thread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah, I, I, again, I, I couldn't imagine, and I'm sure Amanda couldn't imagine not being close to mom. Right. Being close to her mom. Yeah. Um, w- you know, there there's, there's things that, uh, my mom did when she was alive um, that at the time just just irked me. Mm-hmm. I'm at work, and she calls me, but she doesn't call me. She's FaceTiming me, and she's ah. thinking she's calling me. Okay. And she would always do speakerphone, and her phone would be out like this, and, I, and I'm looking at my mom's chin, okay. and, I, and I'm looking at the little bit of hairs growing on my mom's chin. I'm like, Mom, what's up? Because I, I'm always going to answer that call. Right. Uh, because she was living with me, and she was sick and everything. And she's like, when are you coming home? Mom, I, we closed the shop at 7. So you'll be home at 7? No, we closed the shop at 7. Mm-hmm. I still got paperwork. I'm, I'm the store manager. I've got mm-hmm. stuff i got to do. Well, what are we going to have for dinner? Mom, you know I don't eat after 7. <sighs> do you want me to stop and pick you up something? Well, I guess I'll just find something to eat here. We just went to the grocery store. <laughs> you just bought all the food. Right. <laughs> but uh, Make a bologna sandwich. <laughs> you know, th- there's nothing I wouldn't give, uh, almost nothing I wouldn't give right now to get a call. Right. G- get that call. Well, I mean, on my phone, if you go through my contacts, Mom's still in there. Yeah. Gary's still in there. You know, that's... When I'm go- looking for a number, I was like, mm-hmm. see their faces. I'm like, uh, but I can't delete them. Yeah. You know. I I wish uh, I still had a voicemail. Right. Um, but uh, uh, another mother that I've got to give a shout out to is my daughter's mom. Um, I don't know if she's going to watch this. I hope my daughter does. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I wasn't there for 14 years. Right. And it was just my daughter's mom. And I've got to say that she has done, she did an amazing job raising mm-hmm. our daughter. And, um, <laughs> um, she is half Japanese. And every now and then when, uh, when we were still talking on a regular basis, that that would come out. That uh, that mean Japanese side would come out, <laughs> and she would just let me have it. Or uh, my daughter would call me and say that her mom was uh, 
just cussing me out left and right. But then we'd get on the phone and everything was good. <laughs> um, How can you tell if Japanese people are mad? Because that, that language is kind of rough and abrasive. I mean, no offense. I'm yeah, just saying the, it's just kind of. The infliction. Okay. Um, and uh, my daughter's mom, she doesn't speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird because uh, she's got the olive skin, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the almond-shaped eyes. Okay. Her and her brother don't have the almond-shaped eyes. Her two sisters do. Hmm. Um, and I met her mom. So she almost looks Polynesian-ish, kind of? I would be, temp- I mean, more, I mean, honestly, Native American. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Uh, the dark skin, uh she had black hair when we got together and she still kind of dyes her hair black still, but right. yeah, it's very, it's, 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 it's a lighter shade. Yeah. I'm just going to say that it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a lighter shade. Uh, kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a little bit of pepper sprinkled right, in, right, in right. that salt. salt yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, a, a lot of the the moms of my friends growing up in Illinois, uh, Ellen Walk, uh, Peggy McLean. I mean, they were they were instrumental, um, and I, and I didn't realize this that my older brother knew my friends Aaron and Chad knew their older brothers because they went to school together, mm-hmm. and my older brother would go to. Ellen and Peggy and ask if I could stay because we didn't have food or the electric was out. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about this. I thought I was just. Go, you know, go spend the night with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and uh, Chad and Aaron and I, we were all on the football team together. And I mean, we were, we were best friends in Illinois. And uh, I mean, we were always together. And it's like, like Chris and Bez and I. Mm-hmm. Where you saw one, generally you saw the other mm-hmm. two. Right. And I mean, going to high school here, we were we were all very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it was a lot different down here because uh, I only met Terry a few times, mm-hmm. uh, Chris's mom. Um, yeah, because they got I, divorced shortly after you guys started hanging out, didn't they? Or did no, you, no they were already divorced, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I only met uh, Vez's mom once. When we went to Oklahoma our senior year, but mm-hmm. I knew Gary. Right. I knew Vez's dad, Donnie. Mm-hmm. And it's like my mom was the only mom that was constant around. Right. And Donnie Donnie and Gary didn't like didn't condone a lot of the stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. But my mom was all about you guys want a drink? I'll go get you some liquor. But, Chris, you're going to give me your, your keys because right. Chris was the only one that drove. Right. And mom didn't have a problem with us getting fucking hammered <laughs> at our apartment. Right. But you're not going anywhere. Exactly. Right. And. She's hoping maybe you drink yourself into a stupor and go, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that never happened. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've said that many times the next morning. I'm, uh, I'm done. I need to quit. Um. I think Chris said that when we got caught uh, at school drunk. Mm, probably. <laughs> but we didn't get caught until, I mean, we were on the hangover stage. Oh. 
And it was Chris was on the air because we were in broadcasting. Uh, Chris was on the air, and somebody walked into the studio, and they like that's all they could smell was liquor. He's sweating it out. Oh yeah. yeah. Vez and I were in another studio, had the lights off, and we were fucking. <laughs> Um, my mom worked at, uh, what used to be the nursing home where CMH is now from the high school in Buffalo. Okay. She walked across the street and she was like, oh, bam, oh my God. Rah, 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 rah. Uh, and of course Gary was there and he was <laughs> flipping out and, uh, Vez told him that he didn't know the number where his dad worked because his dad was an old Marine, mm. like post Vietnam era Marine and, right. Yeah, Vez had to dig a six by six by six hole, <laughs> fill it with trash, fill it back up, and then dig another one. Um, I sat at the house, uh, picked up extra shifts at Sonic, because uh, my mom, uh, my mom believed that she couldn't, she didn't want to be the um, hypocritical parent because she did the same thing. Mm -hmm. She just didn't get caught. And then, of course, Gary told Chris that he couldn't hang out with us, but that didn't last very long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary said the same thing whenever he chased us around Bolivar. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, all in all, I, I would, I'd love to have one more conversation with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I've, and I've said it on... Uh, numerous podcasts before um, for you for your heart I'm I'm glad you didn't you didn't see that that final time with your mom right um, because it's it, well it's double-edged sword because yeah. it was 2020 high of the pandemic yeah. they locked down the nursing homes and everything that I couldn't go see her because I'd always go see her during lunch hour, mm -hmm. you know, for 30 minutes, whatever, you know, right. go sit with her and visit, hear the same stories over and over again. Yeah. But, um, I'd called her on the phone several times mm -hmm. during the lockdown and everything. And then, you know, one morning they called me at work and it was, um, said, put, I had it in my phone's nursing home. And I'm like, fuck, what's this? Um, I'm like, hello. And she's like, James? I'm like, yeah. She goes, this is so-and-so from uh, Colonial Springs. I just want to tell you, your mom had a spot on her leg we wanted to get an x-ray of and everything. And she goes, the x-ray people came in. They'd done the x-ray. She goes, I went back in to check on her, and she passed away. And I'm like, what? I said, yeah. repeat what you just said to me. Yeah. And she told me, and she started crying because they love my mom. I mean, right. The, Who didn't? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, was she sick? You know, I'm thinking, did she have the COVID? She's like, no, she she had a little bit of a cold, but she wasn't. I guess talking to Herbie later, he talked to him, and I guess when they came in to do the x-ray, she was flirting with the x-ray technicians and everything, and then they left, and she went over and went to sleep. It's like. I mean, she was 93. Yes. You know, but still, it was like like somebody hit me in the head with a sledgehammer, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, in fact, I, 
yeah, I went and sat down. I'm like, my legs just worn out on me, mm-hmm. you know. And I called Ann, and I said, go call Herbie or go down and talk to him. And, well, they were both out mowing their yards and whatever. And because then I called Chris, and there we were. Which was a heck of a way to get the family together during a pandemic. Yeah. For a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. When uh, mom was in the hospital, um, <clears throat> the gym I was going to was right by the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I'd go work out, and then before going to work, I would come up and I'd spend 15, 20 minutes with mm-hmm. mom, and then I'd head to work. And then after work, I would come up and I would spend, you know, 30, 45 minutes with mom. And um, at, at first, when she was in the ICU, um, because she was very lethargic when they came and got her at the house, mm-hmm. and um, she was just sleeping a lot, and they had gotten her oxygen level and everything, and <laughs> one night I came in, um, and she was telling me about this cute little blonde nurse that had these tattoos and <laughs> that mom was telling her all about me. And I'm like, you know, okay, okay. Came in the next morning. Mom didn't remember anything about that conversation. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's kind of funny about my mom. When I go visit her, you know, she, like I say, she had early stages, dementia and all that stuff. And she'd tell me something, you know, a story from, 40 years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. And then a little bit later she'd do it or she'd ask me something. I tell her and then a little bit later she'd ask me the same thing. Right. But when I talked to her on the phone, it was like she was more there. Right. I don't know what it was. If she <coughs> concentrating on the phone, the one blessing I do have to say is I never walked in there where she didn't know me. Yeah. That would have just broke your heart. Oh yeah. But she always knew me now. She might not remember things right, quite the right order or whatever. Fuck, I don't remember things quite the right order anymore either. But yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like say one more conversation, you know, would be would be awesome. Yeah, there's um, talking to my brothers, and we've done it um, every year since on her birthday and her angel day. If mm-hmm. you will, and it's always like uh, my younger brother and I will will sit there and talk, and there there's been like big things happen with his kids, and he wants to pick up the phone and call mom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, because mom would always sit there and listen, or if he's having a hard time with something, he would. Mom would mm-hmm. be the one that would listen and just let him vent. Or you buy that new car, new to you, or whatever, and you go, oh, i got to go show mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd done that for years after Dad passed. I'd be out in the, the barn now, but it was the garage back then. I'd be looking for something and couldn't find it. So I should have asked Dad. No. Yeah. You know, it's got to be here somewhere. <laughs> I just, I, I feel, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's your mom. Mm-hmm. And without her, we wouldn't be here. Right. Um, you know, without 
kind of like Rogan says to women that don't feel important. He's like, you make all the people. Yes. Not a person on this planet was born without a woman. Right. <laughs> and I mean, how many shows did your mom come to of ours? No. Every one of them, I think. If she, even, even in Branson, Jackal. Was she there? Yep. Terry brought her down. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yep. Because I was like, I don't remember her being in the hotel. Uh, uh the mm-hmm. um, the tattoo convention. I think that was one that. Yeah, she she, yeah, she didn't make that one because that was yeah. out in Wichita. Yeah. I'm pretty sure didn't she was at the Rock and R show. Well, you weren't here then. Yeah. Um. She might not have made those shows up to Rock and R or Devil's Elbow. I think she made one of the Devil's Elbow shows. Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, and, and she was, her favorite music was big band, but she wanted to see us. Right. You know, so. And it was, it was She weird. made all the Southern Star shows. Oh, yes. And, I mean, even when we opened up for Naked Zoo oh, yeah. and Malachi mm-hmm. and Clan of the Cave Bastards. No, they opened for us. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bumping uglies. Yeah. That that very first one that was just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Uh, hard knocks open for us. Yeah. We should have opened for them. Yes. Yes, we should have. Uh, we should have opened a right. lot of shows. Right. So we could maybe you tried to steal some of their fans. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I think um, before we get too emotional... Um, I think we can leave, leave it on a high note and, um, to all the mothers that are watching out there, all of our tens of listeners and, uh, tens of subscribers, uh, if you like our content, uh, give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, let us know if you didn't like our comment, uh, content, content, thank you, fuck, <laughs> uh, give us a thumbs down, but leave us a comment and let us know what you liked, what yep. you didn't like, um, what can we do to make this show better? Right. and uh, Whether we'll take your advice or not, who knows? Well, maybe we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, there you go. But uh, you have just... Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and do a shout-out then? I've got to give a shout-out to uh, Chris. Um, Chris S. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, yes, the uh, the... Our seven Mary three cover of Cumbersome was by far one of the greatest, and the uh, Hell Yeah cover of Yes, um, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore because Diamond laid down the lead tracks to that with mm-hmm. Vinny years ago, and they were able to use his solo, which was right. fucking awesome. Um, to Stacy M, uh, I am glad that you like our content. Uh, keep watching, share us with your friends to Howie S. Uh, you may have to wear a wig and makeup, but, uh, you got to learn to play the drums before you can be our drummer. Um, yeah, I mean, um, those are the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. Of course, if he gets moved out here, we have a drum kit out there in the garage and he can, there's no excuse for not practicing. Uh, exactly. Then YouTube tutorials and. Which that'd have been nice back in the day, wouldn't it? Uh, back when we first started playing and everything, it's like, how do you play this song? There it is. Just a smartphone to where I could pull up any tab. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
instead of uh, searching through finding a uh, music book. Um, or just listening to the record and trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. What note is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you have just watched the Mother's Day special of Stu Him Productions Presents. JNM Solve the World. I have been James. And I have been Matt. And until next time, you keep one fist in the gold, one foot in the gutter, and give your mom a big hug and kiss at least. But until next time. Better we'll take her out for yeah. dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be seeing you. Love you all.